0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
1: In one of my conversations with JL Cormac Bain, she expressed herself like this For 17 years, I drove into work backwards. My body was going forward, but my spirit and soul were going back home. I figured just that one sentence was enough to create an entire podcast, but I also know that J.L. Cora offers the solutions and the programs to actually make the changes that you're looking to do, especially when it comes to your health and to your mindset. She's got an ebook called 30 Day 180, and she's just accomplished the road to 50. So she is incredibly passionate and has had very similar results for herself, but not only for her clients. So welcome to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang, the podcast brought to you by Extension Marketing and of course, As always, please check out extensionmarketing.com if you're looking for any information, and they've got that free consultation. And before we get started, I'm going to remind you, because it's been great to see the process and the growth of this podcast, but please be sure to subscribe and like and share, which I am realizing after one year now of doing the podcast, it is essential to be able to get that going. So appreciate all of the support. JL. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. We're dressed. Usually we're
0: not dressed like this.
1: (laughs) We're usually sweaty and (laughs) gross when we see each other.
0: That's what I say to my clients when I see them outside the gym. I go, oh my God, I didn't recognize you with clothes on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) A
1: little makeup, a little hair. Lip gloss. Uh, Yes. And we're good to go. And it's interesting because I met you probably in like part two of your life. As I'm realizing, right? And we actually met on the set of CTV Morning Live. And we did a number of segments over the years. And I kind of always knew you as kind of Henry Burrs had brought you in because he he had done some training with you. And that was really kind of a very different
0: part of your life than where you began. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, the journey started... 17 years ago when I applied actually it started when I wanted to become a police officer right and knew that I wanted to help people knew that I wanted to um you know build that exterior outside like as like I was telling you earlier because my inside was so um So I was very insecure as a young girl. And so I figured the best way to do it is to put that bulletproof vest on, the Sam Brown loaded up with the baton and all that. So I got into the police force. That's where it started for me. I had no idea. I just knew you had a history in the federal
1: government and that you had been training for a number of years. But when you mentioned that you were also a cop, and then it goes, okay, there's a story. Yeah. (laughs) There's a definite story. So were you always athletic, eager, even as a kid, like
0: always the sporty type? Always the sporty type. It was something that really came easy to me. It was Mm -hmm. the one thing that I could do, and I knew I could do it right because it only depended on me. And I had so much control over me. I didn't have control over anything else except for me and my environment. Mm-hmm. So I tacked everything and anything I could sink myself into. I was a synchronized swimmer for five years. Wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go swim from the country in Quebec City.
1: <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. How, okay,
0: how long can you still hold your breath for? Can you uh, still hold No, I haven't <laughs> tried that in a very long time. Hello. I, yeah. I find that's an incredibly difficult sport. Yeah. My mom was a synchro elite uh, swimmer in Quebec City mm-hmm. out of that um, pool. So she inspired. That's a big pool. That's it is like
1: the that's, that's the pool in Canada to train yeah. out from
0: if that's where. If and Jo-Jo, it. Car- yeah. Jojo Carrier was our coach. And I learned so much from them. I guess I had something. And I remember Jojo telling my mom, you got to bring her. You got to bring her. This kid's got something. And then I, I started um, getting anxiety. And I, they would ask me to do videos for TV stuff. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle the, the pressure and the anxiety. So um, I, it, it was crippling me. So I realized at a very young age that I also was dealing with anxiety, which many kids do today. Mm-hmm. Many people do. But I didn't know what I had, nor did my mom know what, what was wrong with me. Why? Why? You were
1: excelling at everything else and yet there was things
0: exactly that would stop me. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't go forward, nor did our parents at that time have the knowledge that we have today to be able to give us the tools and the mechanisms to get over those hurdles. Mm -hmm. So I can well imagine how much further I could have gone had somebody been able to say, she's got anxiety. Here's how we're going to deal with it. Right. Do you regret that? No, it was yeah. it was definitely I wasn't supposed to go down that road. Mm-hmm. I can't you can't look back at what what road you traveled. It's just the way it it goes, right? You know. You were a
1: young girl then. You're incredibly active, athletic, doing synchro.
0: At what age then did you stop doing synchro? I was going into grade seven, high school, which meant that I had to change. Um, places mm-hmm. I used to walk to the pool from my elementary school like through the field it's just that's where the why was mm-hmm. so I would go there swim wait till seven o'clock at night for my dad to come pick me up sometimes he'd forget <laughs> he'd be out working in the bar drinking after work and we'd be waiting at the pool it was just part of our life we'd get home at 8 30 at night
1: Most people don't quite say it's just part of life when you're sitting there waiting for your dad to show up because he's at the bar drinking. I don't think I didn't hear you
0: say that. Yeah, no. So I don't think I realized then what was happening. I just, it was just, we would wait. I never, you know, mentally thought he's sitting at the bar drinking. I, I thought daddy was working. And it was only until later you grow up and you look back and you go, oh yeah, that's where you were. Is you you recognize things, and um, then I went to high school, and then went into um, organized sports because I loved. I went. In, I was in everything. Like in everything, there was an award that they give you when you graduate from high school, and it was to get your wings. And it's you know those you put them on your mm-hmm. coat like they're varsity things, like and, Top Gun. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> looking. I was in grade seven, and I was there was a a, a huge assembly, and they were saying. If you get x amount of points per year it's added up and over the 6 years of the 5 years when you graduate we'll see if you've got enough wings enough points to get your wings. I knew that the wings was going to be what I got and by Jesus I got my wings. <laughs> so that was pretty much signing up for every sport being every on sport. every team. And then you had to write down at the end of the year and bring it to the gymnasium to the to the to the to the teachers and say, okay, here are my points this year. Make sure to put that in the book. Jail, have you met my daughter? Have you met Andy,
1: my <laughs> no. oldest daughter? Um, okay, so she is like you right now, except she is signing up for sports that she's never played before. Yeah, like, I mean, and that's field hockey. Like, yeah, she's like mom. She goes, I want to, I want to do every, I want to try everything. Yeah, she signed up for the hockey team. And i'm like sweetie you can't you've never played hockey you don't even have hockey skates nor do you have equipment and i'm like so you need to take your name off of the sign-up sheet no mom because you know it's just one of those i'm gonna figure it out yeah you know and i love that but it's something when you see that right that there's this there's this like prize or something at the end You, you set your sights on it
0: and that's what kept me focused but it also kept me busy It also kept me in shape, and I was very, I remember everybody knew me as the salad girl in high school. People would come back to my house so I could make, remember back then, all we had was, I mean, I'm older than you, but not much, iceberg lettuce, that's all we had. And I used to put Mazzola oil (laughs) and uh, Aromat. It's like the highest in MSG. They took it off the market. Aromat seasoning salt. Okay. And Mazzola oil on iceberg. People came
1: back to your house for salads? Yes. no one came to my house because I had nothing good. Well, I I I, I was always the kid that went to my other friend's house because they had junk food. There was no junk food in my house growing up, and so no one came to my house because they knew that they weren't going to find the. the, And I would make, but people went to your house for salads. I give them credit for iceberg salads
0: and lemon. But I used to also make carrot sandwiches in a meat grinder. Leanne, I used to take carrots, put it in the meat grinder, put in mayonnaise. And all, all we had back then was white bread. And I used to pile... Well, what do you think would happen to my bread by the time lunch came around? There was so much moisture in the carrots that I would be eating, like, soggy bread and and carrots. But you had a, an interest back then
1: of trying and healthy, healthy yeah, eating. Very, I mean, the yeah. fact that you had white bread in your house. We won't...
0: We'll skip over that. But your parents, I'm assuming... They didn't have didn't. brown bread. There was not... Or if they did, my mom didn't buy because it, it was too expensive. So it was always about saving money right obviously she was raising three kids alone at one point was it a happy childhood it was it uh, so you know what i was very uh because she worked a lot to support the three of us at this point they're divorced they divorced when i was 10 and uh we lived in an apartment i never had my own room my sister had her room my brother slept in something that looked like a room but it was really a pass-through and I slept with my mom in her room and she worked full time to support three kids because he barely gave her any money. Back then, you know, the, the, the lawyers and the courts is not as it is today. There's no, she, I think he was giving her 200 bucks a month. So she had to work. So she was never home. So I remember spending a lot of time alone and being, um, I, I feel like it was like I, I now can say I was very lonely. And so I was always trying to find something to do. I was very lonely. I remember that. Did you find the companionship in your teammates? Did yes, you find. That I was with always the gone on uh, we'd go to e- uh, the Eastern Quebec Regional School Board. We'd go to basketball tournaments to go away, and I was always gone for those. I got involved in everything. And I had a pretty good uh, group of girlfriends. Um, my anxiety continued with me into high school where I couldn't sleep over at anybody's home because I was left alone once at nighttime in the, in my home and I couldn't fall asleep. And I, was, I started having an, another anxiety attack and I didn't know what it was. I just, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't sleep, but I was alone in this big house. It was so dark, we're on the side of a mountain. And um, I remember um, I called my mom because at this point, the matrimonial home, when they got divorced, my dad said, who do you want to live with, your mom or me? Well, he was in my home, so I, I chose to live with him. So I remember calling my mom at night and saying, I can't sleep, and I'm alone, and I'm afraid. And, and so for about six or seven years after that, I was only 10, I could never sleep at anybody's home because I was afraid of not being able to fall asleep. So my girlfriends knew this, and they would get together and say, come on, we're going to stay up all night with you. We really want you to sleep over. So I remember going over one night and two of my girlfriends stayed awake all night. And uh, obviously I fell I felt asleep. Eventually
1: you fall asleep. And then these, I mean, it's interesting the memories that you have of yep. that, that are so significant and that you can recall as to how it shaped the person that Absolutely. you are. And I think when you talk about these relationship and you're getting through high school, the choice to go into police work the protective
0: yeah. aspect was it to help people? Was it to protect? Was it to? Um, so I became very passionate about being the. Um, I was uh, always the voice for the people that were being bullied. I had a real issue with uh, always standing up for the underdog, and my my mother had been not very nicely treated by my father. No fault of his own. It's how he he grew up in a very. Um, not positive environment as as a as a child. So you you do what you do. You you know what you know, and you do the best that you can do. And I saw her not being very nicely treated, which made me grow up to be. I mean, my nickname Leanne was Tank. My father called me Tank because I was I was a tomboy, and you are never going to bully me. I would think that, but wouldn't tell him that because I was afraid of him. Um, and I grew up wanting to be the voice for, for women and wanting to protect and wanting to never have that happen to me. So I thought I want to protect women, so I'm gonna build the outside. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a police officer. I am going to be a police officer. I'm gonna I'm gonna build the outside and nobody's gonna know that I'm I'm really I'm I'm really insecure. And then I got it. I went after everything I got. And I realized, holy, this is not how I want to help women. There was a lot of – you can't just leave the domestics with them. You need to – you, you, you kind of have to separate You were separate working yourself. with domestic cases? I, those were the cases where I shined. I remember going into homes. They were the most dangerous ones too. And I wanted to – like I would talk to these women. And, you know, I remember my coach with, with you know, like you're getting a little bit too, too close – and then I realized uh, this is so, I, you don't only have to worry about being charged by a, a member of the public, but your own peers. It was very different environment, too Too stressful, and it really wasn't how I wanted to do it. Plus, there's rules and regulations, and everybody knows me and knows that I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> I like to break the rules. I If I can go right, and going right is going to get me to go to where I got to go faster, I'm going to go right. But the rules say you got to go left. No way, man. I'm going right. You know, that I was a rule breaker. I'm known as a rule breaker. As a cop, I'm sure. That, that, that doesn't well. go over well. No. So then there, I heard there was an opportunity for working at the Hull Casino. And they wanted somebody completely outside the box, unrelated from Le To Québec. Le Québec are the ones that mm. put this on. And I was hired immediately with my policing background. Day job. I still hadn't started having children. I grabbed it director of security for the Hull Casino, left the Hull Casino after five years of me being there, went to the House of Commons. He came and got me from the Hull Casino and said, I need you to implement our security system. Who, who came to get you? The director of security for then the Hull Casino. He became the director of security for the House of Commons. Okay. So he came and got me and said, I need you to come here. And So that's where you ended up? That's where I ended up for the 17. Seven, no, it was 11 years at the House of Commons, five at Le de All. What happens after
1: that many years of going, as you mentioned off the top, you're driving forward in a vehicle one way, but you're leaving yourself behind.
0: So were you still working out? Were you still yeah, active? Yeah, that was like, the only time a day. So I have to say what I started having children and then How many children I, do you have? I have two boys, a 20 and a 15. 15-year-old, and I was so caught up in having children and surviving this uh, eight to five or eight to four job that um, I I began to realize that there was something else that I needed to be doing, and the only thing that made sense to me in terms of explaining how I felt when I went into that job every day was I was the lead role in a movie in the in the movie of my life but it was the wrong movie i was not supposed to be doing that and i couldn't i felt like an imposter going in i felt like what am i doing here but i but i would have my 70 year old mother saying oh my god joe you've got a job for life the federal government it's you're so lucky it's security and i every time she'd say that to me i'd go but why am i so unhappy And I would drive into work, I'd be calling my girlfriend, this is after about six, seven, eight years, and I'd be crying going, I I just, the only time a day that I'm happy is when I'm at the gym. They had a gym for us that we'd go to. The only time a day I was happy was when I was at the gym because I felt like that's where I was supposed to be. I just, I wasn't thinking outside outside of anything else. It was like, my God, I am so comfortable here. This is where I need to be. And every time I'd go back to the office, I'd be like going to meetings and I would feel, I'd take a glass of water to the meetings and I'd put it on the table and I would, wouldn't even touch the water. I had heard that energy, negative energy, and goes into the water and to not drink it and just dump the water when you leave the room. And I knew that I was in trouble when the only time I was happy was when I was at the gym or when I was talking about healthy foods and eating and working out. Did you do you get a sense, especially from the clients
1: that you have now, that there are a lot of people that are in this exact predicament on a, on a daily basis? They're, they're driving in one way and leaving themselves but, behind.
0: But you know, like I can understand because I was fearful. I'm going, who am I? This is what you do: you find a job, you make X amount of dollars. I was making really good money. I was working 35 hours a week. Who am I to with complain? a government pension? With, with a, a with a government right? Yes. But I have to say that I would go to hockey games on the weekend to see my kids play. Leanne, I'd be sitting there, and I'd, I'd be watching the puck go from side to side. But my God, I wasn't there. I was back at work thinking about what had happened, um, what, what went wrong, what went right, what I have to do next week. And because it wasn't work that I, that I was, one, passionate about or even good at, I the I think the only way I managed to keep that job for 11 years is because I'm a go-getter. And goddamn, if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to find somebody that's going to help me to do it and I'm going to get it done. And I'm a dog, like a dog on a bone. I'll get I got the work done. But it went, it was, it was so far removed from what my purpose was. And I didn't even realize what my purpose was. I just knew that it wasn't there. <laughs> does that make sense? Oh,
1: absolutely. makes sense. But what does it take to find that purpose? I Mm. mean, what does it take? I mean, I know for me what it took to be able to have the courage to say, I've got to
0: jump off of this. I got hit by a brick. Every once in a while, where there were those were little nudges. Hello. And then I hit a wall. I'm talking when those things are happening. (laughs) It's, it's, um, being sick, getting sick more often than you, um, uh, anxiety-ridden, not being able to sleep. Um, having, I used to call them the mully grubs on Sunday, where I would start I would start obsessing about having to go back to work Monday, Saturday night. And then all day Sunday, I, the blues, but I nicknamed it the mully grubs. And I would be like, oh my God, I gotta go back. Oh, I gotta go back, I gotta go back. Okay, okay, okay. And then I would drive into work backwards. My spirit, my soul, the car was moving forward, but no part of my being, um, wanted to go there and, and knew beyond the shadow of a doubt, I just knew inside of me that there was something else I needed to do, but I couldn't figure out what that was. Where did you find that? Like, um, then the anvil hit. Um, I got really knocked. What's uh, the anvil? The anvil, like, oh, you know, I okay. Said the, brick, okay. The, wall, the okay, okay, yeah, okay, you've had a brick, you've had a wall, okay. yeah, 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 okay. Clearly, she's not yeah. getting it, she's not getting it. She's not gonna, we're gonna throw an anvil at her now. And then I went. Okay, I got it. I got it. And I spoke to my husband. And what was that? What was uh, I was me? just stuff at work. Okay, right. It's just. It more. wasn't
1: one critical no. mass like. No, no, it was just. The like vulnerable.
0: I was, I was riddled. I remember going to bed at seven thirty, eight o'clock, because you know how anxiety and stress have so so much more of a bigger impact on your body, mm-hmm. and. People who see me today, like actually I was talking to a girl from work today. She goes, JL, she goes, I have to tell you, you look look amazing because I'm happy. I'm not swimming against the current of life. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when you're no longer swimming against the current, things flow. And Leanne, seven years, things have been flowing. I don't have to work at it.
1: Okay. So let's go because I, I this, these seven years now, or I think what a lot of people are going to take out of this is the the process, the how, so what happens you, you Left. this last, this last anvil, right? So you talk I to leave. your husband,
0: you talk to your husband and yep. you say, I, I have got to do something else. He goes, I, I agree with you. Let's, let's, so they gave me, like, I, I had a lot of money uh, that I had. They did like, the, the math there, one salary for 11 months or whatever. So I got some money and I thought I can invest that. And I remember I went down into my basement and I thought, okay, you like to work out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you actually think you like it enough that you can train people or is it just cause you like to work out? So I had to kind of like look at that going, okay, am I going to like working, making people work out? Or is it cause like I had to figure that one out. And I said to myself, the only way I'm going to figure it out is if I just launch and learn. And everything I've ever done, Leanne, and every of the videos for my Road to 50, I always say, you know what? I don't know how to do this. I don't know where I'm going or how it's but I'm just going to launch and learn. And everything I've ever – people always say, JL, did you prepare? No. I'm just Mm – I'm going to wing this. I'm just going to go with being natural. I'm just going to launch and learn. And everything I've done because I'm right where I'm supposed to be has been – Really easy. Yeah. Um, so built the built the gym in the house in the house in the basement. We gutted the basement. I have about nine hundred square feet. You don't need much space to work somebody out, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the duration, but it's the intensity. And um, it became so much more than working people out. Like my logo was created on a beach with my best friend, who owns a production company here in Ottawa, Hyperactive, and. Uh, we came up with that logo. We threw out words on a napkin and we, we, we drove down my husband, my two boys, they t- uh, in Hollywood beach, you know, like those little low, those low riders to the ground. Cause it's just boardwalk boys mm-hmm. took off on these little doom buggies. If you will, the three of us, my best friend, my husband and I sat at a table, we drank Corona and we took napkins and we drew, um, names, words. I said, energy and inspiration are all words that mean something to me. And he sent all those words and what we drew on a napkin, he took pictures of them, he sent them back to his office. And he goes, her birthday's on Friday. I think it was my 43rd. And he goes, create a logo for her. Well, that guy that did that logo based on words JL Core Energy Studio was born, has no idea how that logo now with my philosophy and what I know for sure, that logo is the most perfect logo for me. Like the, the four circles around the middle, which is the JL. If you look at the JL and you go in on the, on the left hand side of the J, what you put into life you get out and you come right back out the bottom. Like, I know you guys can't see me. Here I am trying to, or maybe, are we videoing right now? Well, some people are watching on video. Most people are listening, yeah. So, so what you put go check in, the YouTube. you yes. get out. Yeah. And then I've got the four colored logos. And I mean, you know, they're the links of life, I call them today. And so then that then that launched JL Core, I just I hit the ground running a year after I took, okay, so yoga certifications, um, I took s- seven months of a yoga certification. Best thing I ever did. Just half yoga, just to feel it, to calm me because I was like wound tight. Right. And I remember graduating from that yoga certification on the day I graduated. I said, there is no way I am going to be walking around on my tiptoes. I'm not saying that people, I I just don't see myself teaching namaste. You know, there is not one part of
1: me right now at jail. That could, like <laughs> the whole yoga thing with you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a yogi jumping up and down, kind of going, you know, like I don't see that. It's not, but I I understand that there was the the information and the education and the process process that you got from it helped you create new programs that you implemented. But
0: but I didn't know there's no zen with you. No, there was no zen energy. JL Core Energy Studio. (laughs) But um, I, I I enjoyed that seven months, and I still have. Um, lots of friends from that environment. And we still keep in touch. But I needed to go through that and needed to realize that I didn't know what I, I didn't know that I knew that I was going to be a trainer. But I also wanted to have that aspect of, of calming me. And then I thought, there is no way I am going to be teaching this and then realized, Oh, my God, somebody came in and gave a speech. And I went, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to teach athletes. I would love to teach athletes movement, mobility, and flexibility, and strength. And then that led me to, I remember I was in a gym, this to give you an instance, uh, uh, an idea of how I operate. I was in the gym training a client, and um, uh, a, an athletic gym where they train athletes. They, they had let me start training my clients while my gym in my home was being finished. Okay. Context. I saw a woman walk in with a set of yoga tuna balls. I didn't know. I just saw balls in a tote bag. I saw her go into the back room and I'm looking at her. I see her going in with the physiotherapist because the gym was attached to a physiotherapy center. I finished training my client. I ran to the back room. I opened the door because I knew I, I had seen her before. I had met her and I knew the physiotherapist. I said, "What's uh, what's going on here? And she says, oh, I'm just showing, you know this modality is called yoga tune-up it's from california and i went can i sit in the corner and she said yeah because i i just had this vibration that that was the there was a link there that i needed to explore i sat in the corner and uh her and i talk about it today and she goes jl you just like walked right in there i said yeah and thank you for letting me because if i hadn't i wouldn't have realized i i needed to see that and then i began a journey of traveling i put I probably put close to $12,000 in, in education within eight months of of learning that modality. I went to California. I tried... Did you know that this was going to be this modality way of working with the athletes?
1: And, I knew that getting... it was
0: going to be a huge part of myofascial release that would help, mm-hmm. for sure, the athletes. But yoga tune-up is so much more than just the, the, the balls. I learned so many other things. The We had to write an exam. It was like, it was crazy, the... Uh, you had to learn everything about anatomies. Like I was like, it was it was a lot of information. So that is what led me to um, started working with hockey players. I sat I sat sat in in a couple of sessions with one of the I don't know Mark Laham. He's a, mm-hmm. a a yoga teacher. Uh, he was teaching. He was sitting. He was sitting into a uh, an athletic yoga session. He goes, Come watch, JL. So at eight thirty at night, I'd go and I'd watch, and then I started taking over those classes. And then um, the Ottawa Sixty Sevens were working out of the gym, and I started working with the Ottawa Sixty Sevens. And the trainers were really seeing that the the guys, um, because I'm, I don't take any flack from anybody and they knew because athletes can be they're, they're a little you are a fireball i'm yeah. sure those yeah. 17 16 year old players
1: yeah. were scared shitless <laughs> of you jail well they knew that i was uh, in yeah. control yeah. the
0: minute that they see that oh we can we can have fun with this one yeah or we can you know no. clown around There's there no was with no you. there was no and and so the trainers saw that so they said okay well she's clearly uh got control of these guys and then uh, I worked with the 67s for like four years. And then they started talking about an expansion team for the Ottawa Red Blocks. And then I thought, oh my God, what a goal that would be to try and see if I can work with the football players. Put together a, a letter, a proposal, sent it to uh, um, Fudge, what's his name? Um, Jeff Hunt. Jeff Hunt. Okay. Uh, sent it to Jeff Hunt. He goes, I am going to... Uh, he CC'd me, his um, his uh, head performance coach, mm-hmm. who had just been hired from California to come in, Kyle Thorne. He goes, I don't know where he's landed in the process, but they are looking for somebody to come in. I get contacted, and there's seven or eight teachers that are being interviewed, and he says he's coming to my studio. I get, oh, my God, he's coming to the studio. Oh, my God. So we sit down. I put him through an hour and a half he was with me. And uh, I remember him, me not knowing. And he's with you doing what? You're putting him through. I'm giving him, uh, he wants an overview of what would you do with these football players? How how does that look? What does it look like? How are you, put me through one of these classes. Pretend you got a a room full of football players. So uh, I just had him. And you've got stubborn football players who aren't really
1: thinking that flexibility and mobility are going to help extend their, their career and their injury. Because that's essentially what this is. This is protecting yeah. their bodies
0: uh, and, and teaching them also, um, how to move when they're in those crucial movements on the field. Like if your knee's going in, you got to, there's so many variables and things that I'm getting them to go to mind muscle connect. Here's what can happen in a split second. Here's how to get ready for these situations. Here's how you should be thinking, right? Um, so it's so much more than uh, take this ball and, uh, roll your glutes with it. Right. Um, and so I wanted him to see how I was. I wanted him to see how I taught, how I am. Um, and we went for about an hour and a half and by the end of it, I was exhausted because I was on, I was so, um, going on adrenaline and I remember I looked down at him and we laughed, um, about three years into me working with red blocks i remember asking him i said kyle do you remember when i looked at you and i went because he's he was not talking like he never talked a whole hour and a half well mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and he was giving me no because usually i can read somebody right i'd look at their face their eyes their body anything give me something i was getting nothing and i was standing over him and i was doing a leg stretch i looked down i said you haven't said a word. It's like, is like you're really quiet. He goes, I'm analyzing. I said, okay, fair enough. So we laughed about that. And then as he's leaving, he's putting on his boots and he looks at me, he goes like, so uh, JL, he goes, um, you got a football player that comes up, say, hey, how about you and I? You know, I don't remember how he said it, but in other words, how do you handle that? And I, the first thing that came to my mind was, dude, I'm like, old enough to be your mother that's so gross like are you kidding me you know like i was and he just looked at me and goes okay thank you it was kind of like like just turn it around gross i'm like 30 years older than you right and that seemed to work two weeks later i got a call and i said they said that i had uh,
1: accomplished you start working with them. I mean, I know because that's that's then when we then I'm working with you and that you're starting to come on the show. Uh, and I know Henry, you know Henry yeah. Burris had had mentioned and he was like, no, no, my flexibility now or the core, can you do this? And I'm pretty competitive too, right? And I think I've got, you know, I'm strong and everything. But definitely when I started to do some of your exercises, it really it triggers sure. yeah. a very different um, mind body connection. Yeah. And I think that's what's been so interesting. While I'm looking at the time and kind of going, okay, we could get into football, I want to be able to do it so how people can incorporate what you've learned into their own lives, and especially for people who have can enjoy this road to 50 that you were on. How did you start to take what you knew and implement it with your clients and then with yourself to be able to be in the best shape and feeling the best you ever had at the age of 50. This podcast is brought to you by extension marketing they are a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department designing and implementing cost effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally as I've been using the extension marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into unchartered territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation.
0: Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. You know, the road to 50 came because I, the 5-0 was scaring the crap out of me, and I, I thought the only way that I'm going to be able to ha- handle the 5-0 was coming at it full force um, and not... And and that that that's my way of handling it. So I started training, I started um, really uh, understanding a 50 year old body and the limitations that it has, and also uh, the things that I could change, you know, the skin tonicity. And so the women that come to me, um, they're coming, you know, to lose weight and put on muscle. And so the first thing I say to them is we need to be realistic with your with your lifestyle, your kids. You know, you're coming from from let's some of them are coming from zero uh, working out and they just see me. They see that I'm 50. They see that I'm fit and want just a little piece of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I try to make it realistic for them and say, let's let's start it with this. What and, do you start them with? Oh, so, two uh, days the, per- week. the person coming with the zero at uh, two days a week. 2 days a week come see me and let's talk about your nutrition. Nutrition in my links of life in my logo, the first thing, you know, as you know 8020 is the nutrition. And 80 8020
1: meaning 80 20, 80% nutrition, 20% working out. Correct. People need to. And if
0: they that. can figure out the nutrition side of it, they are so ahead of the game. Then it's then it's about just toning and it's about putting on a little bit of muscle because as you know, in our 40s, we lose so much muscle, bone density um, everything goes to hell in a <laughs> I tell
1: you. <laughs> I'm trying to stay upbeat here,
0: JL. Help me out.
1: I am trying <laughs> to stay upbeat. Okay, so when you say they're coming in twice a week, what
0: workouts are you putting them through? Uh, strength. Um, okay. so that is the most, I, th- I just, I think it's so amazing that I've been able, my strength classes are so much more popular than my, than my cardio. Um, I only have two cardio classes a week because- Everybody wants to put on muscle, mm. and they are realizing that the more muscle you have, the less fat you have. Um, and uh, and and I'll tell you, I've managed to change the, um, you the know, mindset. the mindset. I Thank don't want
1: to lift the heavy weights because that's just going to make me bulky and, and big. And I laugh at them, and I go, dude. That's why I'm going to go run for an hour. Right, and, and look like a bag
0: of bones. I, I,
1: I it, it's I finally I do feel people finally re- realize that the weightlifting is, is a lot more beneficial than, than and the I get them actually the stairmaster or right the elliptical the I see people on that elliptical and I I, I just want to shake
0: yeah get off go lift. but I get them before they even say that say listen okay. do I look like do I do I look like somebody that's bulky and I work out five days a week and I work out or six days a week there's some days, some weeks that I go six, but do I look bulky? That's a lot of hard work to, you know, you are not going to wake up looking bulky. That's seven days a week of super clean eating and lifting hard and heavy. It's not going to happen overnight. No, no. You're going to tone and the more muscle you have, the less fat you have. And, and I, it's really starting to change. And a lot of women, and the big joke in the gym and Leanne is I go by and going that's not heavy enough that's not heavy enough, <laughs> and so they laugh yes JL it's not heavy enough. <laughs> so the strength classes and that is school. we do uh, we'll do one leg one day's legs, we do legs twice a week at, in in my studio I think it's super important. To Why get legs do you think the legs are so much? Well, bigger. it's just the biggest the biggest muscle in your body. Everybody I always say Leanne as a kid people would say. How come you're only tanning the front of you? And I say, well, it's what you look like walking into a room. Fast forward 40 years, Leanne. I'm now turned that around. I don't tan anymore because it's no longer good for you. Now it's what you look like walking out of a room. So it's all about butt and legs. (laughs) And um, for for me, it's always the the
1: bigger muscle groups, right? Yes. Why is that so important?
0: Well, I mean, you're 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 uh, you're working out a muscle. That I mean, I get anxiety before I do legs because it's so hard, it's so big. So you're shredding and you're you're um, you're building muscle. So there's more calories being expended because you're working out your glutes and your quads, and uh, that that produces results, right? When you lose the the um, uh, when you lose calories and and shred much bigger muscles, the effects are much bigger. The, 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 lasting effects, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always like my leg days. Cause then I
1: feel like five hours mm-hmm. later, I'm like, Oh, I did legs this morning. I'm still burning I'm good to go. I'm still burning. Yeah. <laughs> but I think people don't, don't necessarily realize that. So for you, you have your strength, strength classes are, are the most the popular Popular. yeah uh, and there's a heavy component of
0: legs simply because the bigger muscle groups correct um what what else are you doing um i'm when i'm in the classes and i'm teaching them i'm always targeting i'm always looking around and 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 asking the girls okay so what you eat this morning before you came because what you eat the way you eat and how much you eat prior to a strength class for instance is primordial to uh fueling your muscles so if you're having, you know, like half a cup of protein powder or uh, uh, yogurt, Greek, uh, 0% Greek yogurt, that's great. But where, where's your fat, your your macros, right? Your macro count, which is carbs, complex carbs, proteins, and fats. And so you have to have a little bit of those pre and post workouts. So I am drilling into their heads all the time. So what do you got in your bag for, you got an hour to fuel your body after your workout for what you just did. I said, why are you asking your body to work so hard for you? And you're not rewarding it with anything that's going to help refuel the glycogen in your muscles. Like what, why, why would you do that to yourself? And so I, and that's the the good segue to the 30 day. So I realized that there was a lack of knowledge, no fault of their own. It's just not something that they know. And something that I know, um, through what i through the two competitions that I've done is how amazing your body does after you fuel it properly and how when you feed it the right foods, the right amount that you get, you get, you get results. So what was the idea behind
1: creating the 30 to 180? And it's, what was the, what's the process? It was 30 days? So, Like the,
0: what's the 30 to 180? Right. Follow this for 30 days. Do the workouts that I give you, which are workouts for women at home. All they need is a couple of dumbbells. It was kind of like, let's see, we could take, where, take you from where you were mm-hmm. and give you a little bit of knowledge and insight. I've calculated all of the macros. Um, in all of the meal planning so that all they got to do is follow it for 30 days. Just give me 30 days and let's see if we can pull a 180 on you. Let's see that, you know, it's not a 360, but let's see if we can. uh, And I mean, 30 days is the beginning, right? If you stick to it long enough, if you try to give it another, then you're, then you're really, you're going to see results no matter what. The 30 to 180 is nutrition.
1: Yeah, nutrition. you figuring out the macros, what they're eating. Yep,
0: and, they and can, how they're working out. And it's a dial. It's a little dial pad. Um, it's it's an ebook, right? You download right. it onto your iPad. You you go through it, and it tells you exactly what to do. I've got mobility in there. All of my knowledge from um, mobility that would complement their pre and post workouts of the workout that goes with that day type thing. Mm-hmm. So everything's sort of meshed together. And then you have your pre and your post workout. It's pretty uh, well uh, explained of how to pilot yourself through um, the the book. Do you realistically think that
1: it gets harder to do that as you're aging? Okay. So you created this and then you can look and feel a certain way because you've done two fitness competitions and then you're still doing similar things and yet not seeing similar results because it's getting harder.
0: Am I fair to say that? 100%. I was telling, that's so interesting that you would bring that up because I was telling some of my clients this week, I'll tell you my road to 50, I was 49, was entirely different than my road to 51 because I've turned 50 in my 50th year. I don't know, I'm dealing with so many other issues with um, uh, 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 perimenopausal. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my periods. I am not losing weight like I used to. I am not retaining the muscle that I used to. Uh, Things have changed for me. And so it's really interesting for me now to kind of look at it and go, okay, you you need to not be so hard on yourself. You are not what you were. And it's okay. You just got to figure out what this next phase is and be, I'm so hard on myself. We're all harder on ourselves. Yes. I, I think. And I need to realize that I am where I am. I'm experiencing what I am. I'm going to figure it out. I'll figure out. Like after this, I've got an appointment at the Ottawa General. I'm going to go figure things out. I got an appointment with the gynecologist. You know, I'm going to figure it out. What's going on with me? You know, and then I was experiencing hair loss. (laughs) But the...
1: I I mean, you're saying that. (laughs) Veronica's on the other end of the glass and she's starting to laugh. But these are, this is realistic. Totally. What's happening with everyone. You know, like I'm, I'm working out similar and stuff and don't see the same results. Or I see my skin. Oh oh my God. Can we talk, can we talk about this? Like, how can you help women? Like, so like, I mean, and people have seen like my abs, I like, especially as a gymnast, like I had abs of steel forever yeah. and now I just, and then I had, you know, two pregnancies where I gained 50 yeah. some pounds and two C-sections. So I get I have to give myself yeah. a little bit of leeway 100%. here, but I have found in the last like maybe year or two, like the skin is changed mm-hmm. drastically. What is that, and
0: how can we help it? Because I am not the only one dealing with this. So prior to me starting that competition, I was working out every day, but my food was not as uh, well thought out as it is today. I thought I was doing good. Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to have a salad and a little bit of protein, and then, oh, you know, I'm just going to have this. And um, I wasn't doing the right exercises. I was trying to go – I was doing more compound exercises, meaning two legs, meaning um, uh, like squats. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And I was going heavy. Um, And then I realized I needed to do unilateral work, one leg at a time. I needed to do maybe, uh, not maybe, higher reps for a little while. And I started switching things around. And I'm telling you, I started taking supplements. I started taking omega-3s. I started taking... Um, I'm not even going to get into like there. hyaluronic acid um, collagen peptides um, this is all uh, supplements in my 30 day that I, I write mm-hmm. out um, um, I started not drinking uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday I would only have a couple of glasses of wine I'm, three, three nice glasses of wine on a Saturday night or a Friday night I'd pick and choose so that uh, I'm telling you has a huge impact on, you know, you know, the dimples that sometimes we get at our age. I call it in our... cottage cheese. Okay, cottage cheese. Is that cheese? fair to say? I call let's, it cottage let's cheese. Let's call it cottage cheese. <laughs> yes. And I remember I looked in the mirror and I'm going, how am I going to wear this bikini that shows half my glutes right up the crack of my butt without these cottage cheese? People are going to go, wow, she really thinks she, she can pull this off and she can. And I remember looking in the mirror and having like heart failure I'm going, how am I going to get rid of this? I got rid of it. By lifting, I was doing um, legs though three times a week, right? But you were doing it, you know. Working yeah, separately. Yeah. So I was, let's say I would do quads and glutes okay, one day.
1: There's March break happening. We've got like, you've got people listening to this that are going, okay, I got five, six weeks to get ready to go uh, on March break. I did it in I, I say weeks. this because I have discussions
0: with my girlfriends <laughs> and we're all and, they're all, and this is what people are talking about. Supplements, you and I have spoken about this in the gym before. I remember telling you that no, i don't. I, I, you I don't, don't do any anything. of that. I haven't taken anything. And I no. didn't either. And I'm telling you is make a huge difference in my skin. Uh, the tenicity the uh, and the weightlifting it was mm-hmm. everything for the cheese cottage cheese um, even in my stomach after having kids it everything toned everything changed because I was kinder to myself nutrition wise as well I was I was eating all the time the right foods okay so what are the right foods. Then. So this morning I had, so this is, today would be an off day. I don't have time to go to the gym. It's crazy busy. So I would have, I had uh, one egg and a half a cup of egg whites with berries on it. Then I came upstairs. I had about two hours later, I had oatmeal um, with almond butter in it. So I'm eating, you know, a little bit in I in my in the car I have three meals waiting for me in the car because once I'm done with you I'm I'm gone so I have chicken I have asparagus I have a shake with protein powder in it so I'm getting a protein I'm getting my my green vegetables this for some people would seem a lot like a lot and then lot right now they've just
1: checked out because they're like I. I I was good with your uh, egg and the oatmeal. And then as soon as you started listing the other stuff, they've checked out because it
0: just seems too daunting. The thing that I say that if you, if you on Sunday can, can make your meals for Monday morning, everything's done for you. Like you don't have to, if if, but you have to take the time, you have to take the time to prep. If it's something that you want to do, if you want to make a change, there's a little bit of work with it, right? You can't have it oh, all. Come
1: on. People want the fast, easy answer. They yeah. want so for you, I want to ask you this because I you're magazine bound at your road to fifty. I mean, you looked phenomenal, and you and the big thing for you was to set up a, a shoot with it was Paul Bocchetta, right? Yeah. Um. And for anyone who's ever looked in a fitness magazine or on Instagram, he's one of the best photographers for fitness. What was that like to look that way and to have realized? That was another what goal you were able I, to yeah. accomplish.
0: Um, I, you know, it, it's because it happens so gradually and, and, and naturally, not naturally, but I mean, I worked friggin' hard at it. I remember it was in January when I decided that I needed, you know what, Leanne, when ego isn't um, talking in my ear. Um, meaning if there's no fear, if nothing is making my juices flow and there's nothing keeping me, I always have to have a goal. Mm -hmm. And I knew, gosh, we are so ego wasn't yapping in my ear and I went, I got to shake it up. I got to do something. And I, uh, no word of a lie. uh, it wasn't something that I was thinking of. I thought, okay, 50. Oh my God. That is so intimidating. Okay. I'm going to do a competition. Found the coach, booked it week later and went, huh. Eight years I've been wanting to work with Paul Bocchetti. I'm gonna be in good shape. I'm gonna book him. I I sent him fifteen hundred dollars right away. Booked it, and uh, that was that was really uh, a huge milestone. So you milestone. booked the photographer and then worked backwards. Yes. Okay. Because I knew I can't. There's like now. Now I'm gonna be on stage half naked. Now I gotta work. Now I've now I gotta I gotta work even harder at it because I'm gonna be. I'll have put on. A little bit more weight, because there was two weeks between the fitness competition and the photo shoot um, but that was that was just goals that's what keeps me tuned in switched on, and that 's what I would tell women is find a goal and find a place where you can go and be accountable with other people and that 's the jL core tribe is when you don't show up i am I am calling you, I am texting you, and the girls know that the wrath of jL is coming after them. you pay good money to come work out you 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 better show. And if you don't show, I'm going to ask you why. Is accountability huge? Huge. The main, I think, one of the main factors. Who's of waiting for you at the gym if you don't go? Is anybody going to text you? We have it in us. We right. Write. There are some
1: people, but there we are some people to.
0: innately. Uh, working out
1: is my favorite part of the day. Yeah. And me too. like you were saying, when those 17 years of working, yeah. the only time that you felt really good was at the gym. Yeah. For me, I, my adrenaline starts to start pumping as I'm driving to the gym, knowing that I'm about to get yeah. a workout. It's my favorite time at the gym. And so I realized for me, that's my personality. But I realized for the person next to me, it has taken every ounce of being pushed okay. out the door to get there. You know, so you have you have people side by side in these places that are experiencing very different exactly and emotions I, or how they
0: feel while doing the same exact thing and i would i would even venture to say to put it this way as much as you and i love to work out and how somebody could tell if somebody told us you, no you won't be able to work out anymore we would it, we would find it really hard not to do it it would be like The people who don't do, who don't work out and don't like it like we do, it'd be like them having to come in. It would be, it's hard for them to come in. It's hard for them to work out. Same thing for us, being told, no, you can't. There's no way. I, I, I could not not work out same same scenario uh leanne they suffer just as much as we would not going okay so there there are people who have the means to be able to get a trainer and to be able to have
1: be held accountable by having someone like you can you give me five give me five of your favorite tips if you don't mind for someone who is going to just start by going down into their own basement And doing something or by going into their own cupboard and getting rid of a couple of things or adding a couple of things. What would you say? Start with
0: two wins a day, you know, and if one win is to take your start, maybe taking supplements. If it's just as simple as taking vitamin C and an omega three, that's a win. You've you started a new little pattern. And if it's getting up and going around the block two times, that's another win. Um, making a change in the right a step in any direction is, is a win. Do something different the next day. Find a place that you've been hearing about. There's a reason why you hear about things all the time. They keep coming. Geez, it's not the first time somebody's told me about X, X or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe that's a sign that I need to go there. Look into that, to that place that you've been hearing about. Start with your nutrition. Um, start, start with getting that under wraps. find find a nutritionist. find a friend who seems to have it going on and follow that person. That's what I did. i I every time i I'm curious by nature, so I would look at the people that were already doing it and go, okay, what has she got going on? what's what's going on? You know, cause when you um, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. It's a it's a it's a domino effect. it is.
1: You could you could do those tips for anyone of of any age. What would you say to people like the 50s right now yeah. who haven't done haven't done this and yet I think are realizing a science and education that they can still make a change. Like they can Absol- they can still oh my God, yeah. I I I feel sometimes people are like oh, it's too late. Yeah, she's been doing it all her life. Yeah. No wonder it's so yeah, easy for it's her. Easier, no but it, it I I've come this far I'm 50, you know,
0: okay, why so bother changing? 50 now? is the new 40. Uh, you've got 30, 40 years ahead of you. So, what are you just going to pack it up and at 50 and say, well, you know what? I am what I am. I feel like that's a cop out. I feel like that's an excuse. I started hashtagging, I'm going to be, st- it's just not a priority. And if I, I want to do a video and it's going to be, it's going to be called, it's just not a priority. If you are always finding excuses, then it's just not a priority for you to put your fitness first or to put your nutrition first or to, you know, we, we, as women, we multitask. We can multitask the laundry machine, um, the dusting, the feeding, the dog, the walking, the dog, talking on the phone, breastfeeding. We could do it all. Why not multitask our fitness and health? Why not uh, multitask, um, figuring out how to get a half an hour in here while you're taking your supplements? Multitask your fitness and health. Because I tell you, Leanne, um, most reasons why people end up in the home in their 50s, 60s, 70s is because they can't get up and can't get down on their own. And so they need help to go to the bathroom. They need help to get in and out of their bed. But if you're physically active and you're keeping things moving, you, you become more um, autonomous and more solo. You're able to take care of yourself. You're going to give up at 50 and you can't, you got to figure it out. And you got to do it for your kids, your kids' kids, because you're going to start having grandchildren. Do you want to get up and down off the floor to play with them? Does that answer your question? Well, it does for me. You know, you know, but I'm just like so passionate as to why start with something like I have 65 year old lady with two, two knee replacements who drives a bus. And she comes to see me every day. She does what she can. We we change all the exercises. She doesn't care. She's showing up and she's with a bunch of girls and we laugh and we tell stories. And you know what? We are more alike than we are different. Us women as human beings, we are more alike than we are different, and so my problems, although they're different from yours, c'est la même chose. We just we just have to figure it out. I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with right now. Next month's going to be different. <laughs> the things that you're able to share,
1: people can find more information because I think that thirty to one eighty is for a lot of people. The, or the yeah. thirty day, sorry, thirty day one eighty. I think would trigger a lot of people. It would Commit get them to going. Thirty days, right? Yeah. So, and that's an ebook, and it's available on your website. Is yes, that right. It's
0: the uh, www. Thirtyday180. Com. They can go there, they purchase the ebook, and then they have my contact information. I can help them figure it out. And if from that thirty days they go, okay, wow, I just did this alone in my basement. Maybe because I do online coaching, so I can train them. From their home, I have about 15 people I train in in their basement from a program called Fitlog, and so they don't even need to the see Programs
1: me. for you—it's the accountability that I'm assuming right. is is pretty yeah. big on that one. Yep, and
0: yeah. you can have those
1: results and have the results with limited equipment. Limited. Equipment. I, I'm I'm a big believer. No gym is really required.
0: No, if you have a couple of uh, dumbbells, Mm -hmm. a bench, you're good to go. Med ball, you know. And I give all the list of equipment in the 30-day, and it's just really getting you going, getting you feeling good. When you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you do good. When you look back on that person driving into work. Yeah, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. It brings – like I remember talking to somebody about it today, and it brought tears to my eyes because I've just – It took the time that it took me to get to where I am. I wouldn't do anything different. I really wouldn't. It took the time that it took me to be able to tell a story. And I always tell my boys, find what you love to do. Find what you love to do and figure out how to make money at it. And if it's flipping pancakes on Bank Street at First Avenue and you're the best goddamn pancake flipper that side of Bank Street, it doesn't matter. The money won't matter because people will just come to you. They'll just come. My God, have you heard of this guy? He's the best pancake flipper. But you love what you do. Find what you love to do and figure out how to make money at it is what I always say. And I mean, I when I started the business in the basement, I got who the hell is going to come to me? Leanne, fitness is the most um, competitive uh, business there is. You know, like I, it, it, it's, it's there's there's general. gyms everywhere, but people come to me for me. They come to me for what I provide them. I mean, you can do a squat in any gym. It's the it's the package that comes with it. It's the uh, the motivation. It's the just, if you can't show up today to the gym, then give me at least your supplements today and a half an hour walk. Give me two wins, but don't give up. But don't give up. Just don't give up. I think it's important for people because once they fall off the wagon, sometimes it'll take them two months to turn it around. Well, at least they've turned it around in two months, right? It's, uh, I like the wins. Yeah, the The wins wins are good. Just a little win, a little win. The website, www.jlcore.ca. That's how you can find me. And uh, yeah, I love what I do. Find what you love to do. I know. Well, I, I've been like
1: that because I see you at the gym, and I'm like, "So, at jail, like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's on that plan of when yours?" When we have time, yeah, eh? yeah, when yeah, when we're both in, and you and I, our schedules, right? it's yeah. like, but we get in, yeah. We get in, we do what we need to do, and we get out. And then and we help each other take pictures
0: for social media. It has helped,
1: because I do a lot. It does, though, right? Everyone's like, I have trained so many people. Hey, can you just, like, hold the camera like this? Yeah, and, yeah. And just, j- just, just don't press move. Just don't move. Just press record. Uh, but people, like, people just want to know what we're doing. And yeah. I didn't really think, but a lot of people are like, well, what did you do? And so it's... You know, I'm not a trainer or a nutritionist, but I do don't. But do. I just do what I do. And if you want to see it, great. If you want to ask me the technical aspects, probably not that Never good. Mind, and if yeah. you want to ask me the macros, micros, probably <laughs> not going to be able to offer that to you either. This is just what I do. But it, those are my wins for the day. And sometimes you just you, you share them. I really appreciate, appreciate you being here. Thanks for having um, me. I have learned a ton from you. I remember doing the show and thinking, oh, I'm like, I could totally do this stretch. And then I was like, pfft not a chance yeah. yeah you you have us thinking about different things in our body and I think that's what makes what you're doing really unique is that is is that background as well uh jlcore.ca if you're looking for more information All right, well, that's a wrap for Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. As I mentioned earlier, please like, subscribe, share, let people know about the podcast and all the different information. We have a mixture of everything, and it's been great to see the podcast grow. And uh, hopefully today you've got your two wins that you can jot down and make it a fantastic day. JL, thanks so much. Thank you.